0: Now, I have prepared a kids' service, and I see all of the kids have just been taken downstairs. Which I wasn't <laughs> expecting. So... <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know I know there are some big kids here. I appreciate that. But actually, if they would like to come back, because I have got, I've got a few things I'm going to throw at them, and uh, some bits and pieces. And I don't... Look, let's be honest. Some of you don't need these, do you, really? So, uh, And, uh... So if any of them would like to come back, I tell you, this is going to be a bit weird without our kids. But anyway, there you go. But uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> would somebody like to go down and have a word and see if they want to come back? Yeah, oh yeah. I know you'll catch them. So, okay. Well, I'll start if they want to come. <laughs> we'll see where we go. Oh, Jesus, help, I pray. Just follow Thank you very much. Okay. Well, look, what we're going to do today is we are going to look at Psalm 139. And uh, we're going to read three chunks of it, as you can see from this uh, uh, slide behind me. And uh, oh, I just need to say, uh, these sweets do have nuts in. They do contain nuts and they have the chocolate and nuts. So if you know your kids can't do nuts, can I ask you parents intervene? Have you heard that? Yeah? Okay. Uh, Okay. Right. Brilliant. I am very glad to see you. I mean, these guys are nice too, but you are particularly good. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Why don't you come to the front? That'd be great. Okay. Well, let's read the first chunk of Psalm 139 together. So it says this, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down, and are acquainted with all of my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in before and behind, or the other way around, (laughs) and, (laughs) and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Okay, kids, let me ask you a question. Who knows what a psalm is? Who knows what a psalm is? I'm going to give you some options. I'll give you some options. You tell me which one it is. Is it? All right, so what is a psalm? Is it this one? Is that a psalm tree? No? no, it's not that one. Well, okay, it's not that one. Is it this one? What's that then? Yeah, it's naan bread, isn't it? It's naan bread, it's like garlic bread. I had to get some food in there somewhere. How about this one? Is it this one? What's that? That's a farm. It is a farm, although why a farm has a giraffe on it, I don't know. But anyway, there you go. Maybe the artist was a bit bored that day, and he just thought, let's put a giraffe in there. Or is a psalm a song? So who thinks it's a song? Yes, okay, right, I think that's good. Now, these have got nuts in, okay, parents, so that's just a... Who would like one of these? Yes, there we go, there we go, one for you. There we go, and some over here. Yes, in fact, there are more kids here than I thought there were going to be now, so... (laughs) Yeah, right, okay, Lord Jesus, help me. (laughs) Yeah, so... This is Psalm, this is Psalm 139, and it's a song, it's a song about God or to God. And uh, uh, bigger children, perhaps you might like to answer a question for a a, a nice sweetie, not one of those nasty orange ones, but um, uh, who can tell me how many Psalms there are in the Bible? 150, who said that? There we go. Oh, Gareth, you've got that one, and there's one over there, oh, yeah, there one at the back, <laughs> gets a bit dodgy, hang on, you've had one, you've had one, uh, there'll be more, don't worry, don't worry, and this, what this psalm is telling us is that God knows us completely, he knows us, he knows even what we are going to say before we've said it, do you know sometimes what you're going to say before you said it, no, no, me neither, you're in good company. <clears throat> So he knows you that well. God knows you so well. He knows everything you're going to say. That's amazing, isn't it? So in other words, there are none of these going on. And there's a little secret that those two have now got, isn't it? I don't know what he's saying to her, but it's quite interesting. Isn't it? Her eyes are quite big about it. Oh, oh what's, what's that? Do you know there's no secrets? God will never look at you and say, oh, I didn't know that. You do what? Ooh, that's nasty. I never thought you did that, had I realized. I would never have had a relationship with you. No, no, there are no secrets from God. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And because he knows you completely, it means that you can always be honest with God. Did you know that? You can always be totally honest with him. You don't have to present your best, shiniest side. Do you have a better side? Do you have one side that's better than the other? You do, do you? Oh, right, okay. <laughs> one side you keep shiny for everyone to see, and then the other side, which is, you know, perhaps the real, bit more real. <clears throat> no, you don't have to show God your shiny, nicest side. Whatever, wherever you've been, whatever you're feeling, whatever you said, he knows you. And it's, you know, it's really important for humans to be known, to be known. It's one of the deepest human needs that we have, actually, psychologists say, is to be truly known by other people. And that's what God says. I know you. I know you. Now, what else does this passage tell us? Well, sometimes it can say this: it can make we can feel like that. Has anyone else ever felt alone? Yeah, you felt alone. Yeah. It's not very nice, is it, feeling alone? But God tells us this when King David wrote that psalm he says God hems us in he hems us in right question for you what does being hemmed in mean who would like to give what does hemmed in mean anybody know any of the bigger children like to tell me yes at the back <laughs> being, surrounded being surrounded by hens thank you thank you <laughs> Thank you, Lep. I am going to eat your sweetie for you. So there we are. I'll just pop it out here. That's for me later on. Thank you. There is always one. There's always one. Actually, in this case, there are probably several. But um, yeah. Well, uh, being hemmed in means, obviously, that you're surrounded. You feel like you can't get out. That's what it means, doesn't it? And um, uh, an extra sweetie for anyone who can tell me where they think this phrase originates from. Where does the phrase are hemmed in? Sewing. No? No? Sewing. Who said sewing? Yeah, very good. Sewing. Sewing, yeah. It can also mean, apparently, land also can be hemmed in by water. It means it's surrounded, or by high ground. Um, so that's the meaning of hemmed. It also means this, what, when King David is... God is all around you, but also he has got your past. He has got your future, and he has laid his hand upon you now. He's got your past, your present, and your future. God is with you in all of those contexts. So because something has happened in the past doesn't mean it's out of God's reach to change. He is able to bring healing to things that have happened in the past, but also He guides your way in the future, and He's on you now. And King David, uh, when he ponders this, he is completely and utterly blown away. And he says, doesn't he? This information that God is always here is too wonderful for me too wonderful. He says, it is high. It's a great way of phrasing, isn't it? It is high. I cannot attain it. In other words, he's saying, this is so amazing. I can't really take it in. And I thought, just because I know how street we all are, I would... Um <coughs> I find that amusing. I forgot this story. I had to go online to sort this out, but... <laughs> What are the current street words for being amazed? Some of which you will, uh, I hope none of these are rude, I really do. But um, <clears throat> <laughs> Ones you will recognise, polaxed, polaxed by gobstruck, shedazzled, yeah. a, a dang yo. <laughs> You've been dang yo King David was dang yoed by this information. He was dumb squizzled. Swifted, he was swifted by this information. And then, my favorite one here is woe snapped. Yeah. <laughs> King David was woe snapped. There we go, that's as street as I get. So, there. <clears throat> let's have a look at the next section. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, You are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there, your hand shall lead me; your right hand shall hold me. If I say, "Surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night," even the darkness is not dark to you, and and uh, the, the night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. Some of us here are feelers of God's presence. Who feels God's presence? Yeah, so what's it like? You have a sense of warmth? I have a sense of warmth sometimes. Um, what do you get? Peace? Cool, a sense of cool. A sense of weight. Yeah, I know uh, other people have said they feel like, like sometimes they are flooded with light when they worship. Wow. Um, what this psalm, though, is telling us is if it doesn't matter whether you feel God's presence or not, There is nowhere we can go where God is not. Do you know God is always where you go, guys? Wherever you go, God is with you. Did you know that? Did you know that? Well, you do now. That's good. And King David is saying here, even if I go to the worst place I can possibly think of, so if I dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, can you imagine being picked up and being put into the sea, where all you see is sea around you? Well, you wouldn't last long, would you? It wouldn't be good. There's nothing to eat there. There's no one to help you. Nothing to to, uh, drink. But even in the worst place you can think of, his presence will be with you. We are told in this psalm that God will lead us and hold us even there. Even in the worst of places. The worst experiences you've ever had. Let me ask you a question. Who here has ever been told off by a teacher? Well, all of you. I can't believe that for a minute. Have you been told off by a teacher ever? You have. Yeah? Well, I'm not going to give you a sweetie for that. Um, <clears throat> I have to tell you, uh, not that I was told off that often, but there was one time. Listen, I'm telling the story. I can, uh... There was the one time. And um, <clears throat> who knows what that is? That's a library. Yeah, I'll give you some sweeties for that. There we go. Oh, <laughs> right. Okay. Any more? Anyone else? Not got any? Okay. Have you had one? Right. There we go. Oh, I say, Jasmine, you can't have one, Jasmine. Right. Right. Well done. Ready? Watch. It. No, not you, Andy. Oh, sorry. 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 Beg your pardon. Uh, Andy, do you want to catch this and pass it, Pass it back. Okay. Well. What happened to me in the library? Apparently, in libraries, and I didn't know this, uh, our school libraries, you're not allowed to eat and drink. Well, that's a ridiculous rule straight away, isn't it? But anyway, you're not allowed to eat and drink in a library. And I can remember unscrewing my water bottle and drinking very happily when I was in the library. And my English teacher came around the corner, and he was so angry with me that when I was sitting down, he picked me up by the hair. Yeah, yeah, I have forgiven him. Pretty much. Um, yeah, that was not a good... It's not good, is it, to be told off by a teacher? It's really, really bad. But you know what? What this scripture is telling us is that even in that bad time, God is with you. You never get told off. Long may that remain. Long may that remain. Well, you're better than me as well, to be fair, as I... Yeah. So even in those bad times, God is with you. And I have to say, I was not thinking about God when I was being lifted up by my hair at that time. Uh, but actually, He was with me uh, even in that uh, terrible time. We are never on our own. Right. Let's read this last. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole psalm, but we're going to. This is the last passage we're going to read. Have we? Sorry, there we are. For you formed my inward, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made and intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. I want to say this, you are fearfully and wonderfully made, each one of you. God made you, he put you together with care and tenderness and love and attention. It's an amazing uh, image, isn't it? This idea of God with knitting needles. You know, long knitting needles. Can you imagine the, the knitting? The, who knits here? Does anyone knit here? Yeah, it's a good... So you kind of know what it's like. And it looks like a mess initially, doesn't it? And then suddenly, after a few days, you think, oh, that looks really nice, yeah. what's been made there. And can you imagine God knitting you together? He takes you, all your talents, all your abilities, all the skills that he's given you. In my case, all my good looks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I said it before I ended. <laughs> <laughs> All the things that make you, you, God has woven carefully, tenderly, wonderfully into you. God does not make rubbish, He only makes what's good. Yeah. He made you. Some of you might right now be struggling with who you are. I want you to hear this word God knit you together with care and with tenderness and with love. Please, you are not a mistake or an accident. You are not an idiot or a fool. You are not useless. But these are the things people tend to say over themselves. Can I urge you, please don't say that over you. Don't say that about you or anybody else. You're wonderfully and fearfully made. You might make mistakes occasionally, but that doesn't make you an idiot. I love this phrase actually here when he says, "You, your eyes saw my unformed substance. When you were just a few collection of cells, God saw you. No one else could see you. Not even your own mother could see you at that stage. You were just, just a few, a little bit of mass, some substance." Yet God saw you, and he lovingly put you together at that stage. He knows the length of your life, this word tells us. He knows every day that's been given to you. If we fear death, we need to read this again. God knows every day that he has for you. Every single one of them is numbered in his book. I want to say this, uh, just bringing things to an end, really. If you don't know this God that I'm talking about this morning, the great news is that you can. I've got a really important introduction, then, if that's the case for you. I need to introduce you to the one who made you, to the one who tenderly and lovingly wove you together. And that's my joy. Jesus said this. He said, only believe. So all you've got to do, Just believe, believe that he is the son of God, the one who came to forgive you for your sin and came to establish your relationship with God. Why don't we pray together? If you would like to get to know this God that I've been describing, you can absolutely do that. I'm just gonna pray a prayer and I would invite you just to agree with it and say amen at the end. So, Lord Jesus, thank you that you've made me. Thank you that you love me. I ask you to forgive me for every mistake I've ever made. And I ask you to, to forgive me and to uh, cause me to come into relationship now with you. I want to know you every single day from this point on, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Can I just encourage you to take time this week to read this whole psalm? It's a very strengthening, encouraging psalm full of truth that will bless you. Amen.